Hey guys, hope everyone is having a good week. Um, Welcome to another episode of the Playful Psychologist podcast. So excited to be chatting with you guys again. So today I wanted to chat to you guys a little bit on incorporating emotional learning using picture books, particularly in the classroom, but definitely also at home as well. Um, I get asked this question a lot by psychology students or teaching students um, when they ask, you know, what resources should I buy um, to encourage emotional learning? And I think we need to be really careful because our budgets aren't, you know, never ending. We do have budgets, we do have limits and we can't buy every resource out there. So I always say, try and see what you already have and use that, um, you know, as an emotional learning tool. If you look at storybooks, most of them have a clear beginning, middle and end. And you can use almost any storybook to talk about emotions. It's kind of like, like whenever I say that, I think of the dad from my big fat Greek wedding. You know how he's like, give me any word, then I tell you the meaning of this word, this Greek. And it's like, that's what I feel like. It's kind of like, give me any storybook and I'll show you how you can turn that storybook into a lesson on emotions. (laughs) So anyways, all jokes aside, all storybooks have characters that feel some sort of emotion. So any book can therefore be turned into an emotional lesson for a child, both at home and at school. Um, So I do think like picture books are perfect for teaching about emotions at home and in the classroom. Um, If we talk about the classroom for a little bit, the role of the 21st teacher the 21st teacher, the role of the 21st century teacher has really changed drastically. So while teachers are kind of there to facilitate your child's learning, their roles and responsibilities have just changed dramatically over the past few decades. It's actually crazy because when you think of of the role of a teacher, you think of planning activities, delivering instructions, assessing learning, managing classroom behaviour. However, more recently, teachers have also been expected to juggle with their existing role, um, you know, monitoring and assessing the emotional and behavioural well-being of their students. And a lot of teachers reach out to me and say, you know, we don't get that kind of learning at university. So whatever um, education they do gain on those topics, they have to go out and, you know, get themselves. Um, So it's a really challenging task for teachers to juggle all of that, especially considering that most teachers, like I said, don't feel like they're given the adequate training during their tertiary studies to work on emotional expression and regulation. Um, So what I wanted to do is share with you guys today a few of my favorite picture books and how they can be incorporated into the classroom to work on developing the emotional intelligence and self-esteem of young people. So I'll break it into two categories, like a few books for younger kids and then a couple for older and teenagers. And then I'll talk about just in general how you can use um, any book to facilitate those lessons. Okay, so before I do get into some of the books, I will just say that I'll put the names and um, authors of all these books in the description of the podcast so you'll be able to find them pretty easily. Alrighty, so let's get into some of the books. So one of my favorite ones is called In My Heart by Joe Wittek. And it's really cool because like the actual book itself is quite tactile and it's got cutouts and stuff, so it's quite nice. But basically this book is really awesome for younger kids because it explores a full range of emotions and kind of describes how they feel physically inside the body. Um, And it uses language that's like quite lyrical but also super direct and it's really good for toddlers and young children because um, it introduces a new vocabulary in a really nice way um, but also helps kids then use that vocab to practice articulating and identifying their emotions so it's a really sweet book and it's a really nice introduction to emotions 
And it celebrates, you know, the milestones that a toddler goes through in regards to their emotional development from like conquering their fears, expressing their feelings, even things like, you know, welcoming a new sibling and stuff. So that's a really nice one. And I think that one's a perfect example of can be used at preschool or school and at home, um, you know, as a nighttime read with mum and dad. I actually have, just so you know, all these books for the younger children, I, I own for my own son so I'm not just recommending them and pulling them out of my ass I I love these books Um, now this one I love this book this one's called Unstoppable Me so I'm not sure if you guys know who Bethany Hamilton is but for those of you who don't she's um, a Hawaiian surfer who years ago had her arm bitten off by a shark Um, and since then she's shown so much determination to kind of get to the top of professional surfing despite only having one arm and she refuses to be labeled as um, you know quote unquote disabled um and I just I admire her and earlier this year I actually saw her documentary um which you can actually get on iTunes in Australia and Netflix in the US. Um, but anyways, she also wrote a kid's book with her husband, Adam Dirks, and it's called Unstoppable Me. And it's the most gorgeous message on resilience. I absolutely love it. It tells a story of this um, little lion called Makana who loves to surf um, but loses her nerve when she gets wiped out. And her friend encourages her to go back out and she works up the courage and discovers um, – how you can, you know, get success from believing in yourself and never giving giving up. And it's just such a beautiful message on resilience. And I think every home and classroom um, should have the book. It's written beautifully. It rhymes. I absolutely love it. We actually read it to our little boy maybe once a week at this point because my husband's an avid surfer. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Unstoppable Me by Bethany Hamilton and Adam Dirks. I love that book. Um, This is a, so Inside Out, you know, the movie, this is a really cool one because there are a bunch of activity books and picture books out there on um, Inside Out. So it's a resource I actually use quite often in sessions with younger kids. And obviously a lot of kids have seen the movie, so that's really awesome. But what else I, what I also like about it is the emotional language used by the characters is really age appropriate for those younger years. So I currently have three different Inside Out books in my, you know, collection. Um, one of them is more of an activity book. One of them is the Pixar storybook that goes through the storyline of the entire movie. And one of them is the shorter version of the story. So I guess you can choose kind of depending on the age group that you're working on and also what you want to use the book for. Like, are you using it to stop and start read a little bit every day or do you want to get through a whole book in one go? It's, it's kind of up to you. Um But because the book is all about feelings, you know, the lessons kind of write themselves and the activity books are really great um, and would be really great for the classroom or, you know, at home when you're looking for an activity for the kids um, because you could ask children to identify times at school or home where they felt each of the main emotions. And because the emotions are actually characters in the book slash movie, it's really easy for kids to relate to them. So yeah, I love the Inside Out series. There are a bunch of different ways you can incorporate it. Like I said, you can watch like clips on YouTube or you can get the activity books or the storybooks. There's so much you can do um, with this resource. So that's definitely one that I recommend. Plus you can get really cheap copies of the book at like Kmart, Target, Big W, that sort of thing. Um, So you don't have to spend a lot and you can get a lot out of it. So yeah, that's why I really like this one.
So for the younger kids, I also love the When I'm Feeling series by Tracy Maroney. So these are the books that I really love with the younger children. So these are more for like preschool age. And the language and pictures are really great for the younger years. They cover the basic emotional concepts that your child may experience, like happiness, sadness, fear, love, kindness, and a few more. Um, and they're, they're really specifically designed to help young children identify and understand their feelings. Um, so yeah, they're really great. Like I said, they're probably more aimed at like the preschool slash maybe kinder to year one years, prep years. Um, but they're amazing and they're a great learning tool and they're, you know, I think a staple for any classroom, clinic or therapy room or even home. Because um, like I said, they not only assist with the emotional awareness, but they do help develop self-esteem and healthy emotional regulation skills because they all include some coping strategies um, for those bigger emotions. So that's cool. Um, This next one, actually, The Huge Bag of Worries by Virginia Ironside is a really cool book on anxiety. If you have a little one um, or you have a few little ones in your classroom that are a little bit anxious, this is a really good book. So it's one of those awesome books that can be used um, in so many ways and create so many activities to continue working on the foundational messages within the storyline. So the book describes worries through the metaphor of a child named Jenny who carries a big bag of worries around until it weighs her down so much that she can't physically lift the bag anymore. So the take-home message of the book is to kind of empty your worry bag by talking to someone about your worries. And I've used this book in session quite a few times as well in groups, um, as well as in groups, sorry. And then we kind of either make Um, or draw our own big bag of worries and then we discuss different ways that we can empty that bag so I really like the take-home metaphor from this book and like I said I think it opens the door for a bunch of activities so it's it's really cool so this next book is called my mixed emotions and this is a really this is probably my all-time favorite book on feelings I just love it so it's not a storybook but I have included it um, because it's probably the best $20 I've ever spent on an emotional resource so it's just such an all-in-one resource and it goes through feelings and emotions while coaching children through situations where these feelings may arise such as like bullying at school grief after loss coping with large family changes like divorce and separation it's just full of those kind of social stories um, which is awesome and it explores the four main emotions the reasons why we feel them the science behind each one and then offers great coping strategies Um, it also goes through information about what happens to the brain when we are happy why we cry when we're sad why we feel nervous So I think it's really cool giving that like psychoeducation on emotions to young kids in a really age appropriate way. And I think it's absolutely perfect for any environment. Um, You know, you can read the book as as a whole or broken into different stories or lessons at home, at school and therapy. Um, The amount of social stories and lessons in this book makes it such an absolutely amazing resource. Um, I bought it off Amazon. Oh no, sorry. I bought this one in my local bookstore, but I found it on Amazon. So I'll obviously put the um, name of it there. It's really, really cool. And it's just got, yeah, it's just, it's actually a really good one for teachers to have on standby for when issues such as like, feelings of jealousy or bullying arise um, and you need to have a quick lesson ready. So yeah, I love that one. Um, The next one is The Great Big Book of Feelings by Mary Hoffman. One of my favorite things about this resource is kind of just how it begins because it just simply starts with how are you feeling today, which I think, you know, how often do we ask kids that question Um, and it just makes it a perfect book to kind of start each day in the classroom and can be incorporated with a feelings chart 
maybe where like everyone in the class can identify how they're feeling on the chart so that not only works on emotional identification and building a child's emotional vocab but also gives the teacher a bit of a heads up if a student's feeling vulnerable before the day's even begun so it may give teachers an opportunity to put in place some preventative strategies before emotions get too big, um, which I think is cool. And the emotions included in this book range from the basic ones and then into the, you know, more, um, the bigger ones like excited, bored, interested, jealous, upset, calm, silly, so on. Um, and then it just ends with this like really awesome two page spread on feeling better and explores how, um, You should always share your feelings, talk about your feelings and that sort of thing. So I do really, really love that one. Um, The next two books that I'm going to chat about are like two of my favorites, all time favorites. I think every psychologist likes these books. So the first is The Invisible String by Patrice Cast. And this is just it's just such a beautiful book. It touches on a number of um, different worries that kids may experience and is primarily based on the unbreakable connections between loved ones. And it's absolutely perfect for anyone. Um, And the opportunities for lessons and sessions based on this book are endless. I sometimes use this book across like six sessions with one child and they don't get bored. Um, It's really awesome. It's a really cool perf, um, learning tool sorry, for coping with separation anxiety, loss, grief. And it's all about this metaphor of invisible string made from love that connects you to your loved ones, even people that are no longer with us. Um, so yeah, it can be turned into an activity where kids can make their own um, hearts with string and add all the people they love and who they miss. Um, one way that I love using this book as well is with kids who's one of their parents are deployed overseas. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good one for that purpose because they, they feel like they need some sort of connection to their parent that's not with them at the moment. Um, and then the ne- the last one that I want to chat about for younger kids is How Full Is Your Bucket by Tom Rath. So this book is just awesome. I use it all the time. I actually print out a bucket, laminate it, and we use a whiteboard marker to, to check off how full our bucket is. So This book encourages children to be mindful of the changes their body goes through when they are feeling different emotions and explores emotional triggers as well as ways to kind of manage those big feelings. So I use this book in a variety of ways um, and I've helped teachers implement this strategy, um, the strategy, sorry, of using that laminated bucket in the past in their classrooms. So um, after reading the book as a class, each child can draw or cut out a bucket. It's laminated every two hours. And it's kind of just stuck on the desk with blue type. Every two hours or so, the teacher asks kids to use a marker to identify how full their bucket is and what made their bucket get to that level. So as a class, the kids can then come up with strategies to help those students whose buckets might be a little empty. And together, they brainstorm ways to fill each other's buckets. So... Um, just you know that's just an amazing activity and again a really good preventative strategy so you're not dealing with the meltdown after it's happened you're kind of trying to introduce ways to prevent the meltdown which is really cool Um, and like I said I've used this in therapy groups in individual therapies in classrooms it's a great one it would be great at home as well so yeah they're my recommendations for younger kids so now I've got um, just a few about I think I've got three books for older kids and teens that I love so the first one is called Some Brains by Nellie Thomas and again this book isn't necessarily on emotions but I think it's a really important storybook for this age group 
So basically, it's amazing. It celebrates all people, all minds and all presentations. And it starts from the premise that neurodiversity, so conditions like autism, ADHD, dyslexia, um, are normal. And they're an essential part of human biodiversity and then the book goes on to explain that without biodiversity we would never have like amazing people in society that do amazing things such as like Picasso or Einstein and yeah I just love this book sorry I just did a big sigh because it's so refreshing because like yes neurodiverse kids sometimes require a little bit of extra help and patience but they shouldn't be viewed as disordered Um, and this book kind of encourages us all to look for our strengths and to understand that brains are like fingerprints. Every brain is different. Um, and it's just such a great and beautiful message and so important given the rise of bullying in our society um, for just being what you know some people consider different. So I actually think that book should be read to, to all kids. I love it. This next one is called Hey Warrior and it's by Karen Young. And I actually post about this one all the time on my Instagram. I absolutely love it. So warrior is spelt like, you know, a fighting warrior, but it's about worrying. <laughs> you get it? You get it? <laughs> so it's a book for, you know, older kids about anxiety and it breaks down every aspect of anxiety, including brain function and changes and what happens um, to our brain when we're anxious, that sort of thing. It's super easy to understand and it emphasizes that kids can do amazing things with the right information. It helps kids understand why anxiety feels the way it does, what the physical symptoms are, where they come from and how to help turn that anxiety around. And I think these explanations, the book talks to the child, and I think that really helps empower children to then make the changes in how they think, feel, and act. And I think it would be a really great read for the classroom, but I haven't, like I use this in therapy quite a lot. It is a long story, so I personally break it up into separate lessons. And then maybe each separate lesson can be paired with like a cool craft or poster style activity so yeah I really like that one that one's probably really good if you have a warrior um, at home in lockdown at the moment that's a really cool one Um, and finally love your body by Jessica Sanders absolutely love this book it's an absolute must especially for all young girls absolute must it emphasizes the female body um and embracing your body including all the you know quote unquote imperfections that you may notice and it helps encourage young girls to admire and celebrate their bodies and all the incredible things their bodies can do um it's just it's just so amazing and i'm actually like when i read it i was like why has no one written a book like this before? So Jessica Sanders is the author of that book, Be Your Own Man, that I've posted about quite a lot that she kindly gifted me. Um, and I, I absolutely adore her messages. And what I really like about her books is in Love Your Body, she has like coping strategies and positive affirmations about your body to engage in. And I think these sections could then be expanded on in a lesson where students can create their own positive affirmation posters about their bodies. So I absolutely, uh, absolutely love that book and I think it's a big must um, for young women so they're my favorite books um, but like I said at the beginning emotional learning can be done with any tv show any movie character any book any book character in a number of ways you can ask kids to identify all the emotions in the characters um, create character profiles I actually did a character profiles post on my feed I think just last week so just go check it out um, on my Instagram feed at the playful psychologist um, 
You can ask kids to identify similarities between um, emotions of characters um, or situations characters find themselves in and their own experiences. Um, You can play like the what if game and think of a way the character could have handled a situation better or um, develop theory of mind and and explore how one character made another feel. Um, So yeah, there's there's so many different things um, you can do. Actually, in my at-home emotion activity workbook, which is available via my website, um, I've included a bunch of these types of activities, including like full worksheets that you can use um, with different books and movies. So be sure to check out that resource if you're after some more stuff like that. it's actually the resource of mine that's the most value for money, in my opinion, um, in regards to like how much original content it includes, um, you know, like with the worksheets and templates and other activities. So if you are looking for different ways to guide emotional development with your kids, students or clients, um, even though it's called the at-home guide, it can be used anywhere. That resource is definitely for you. Um, so yeah, that's all I am going to chat about with you guys today. I hope that was helpful and I hope you guys... Um, you know, like those recommendations and are able to maybe purchase a couple of them. But like I said, if not, just use any storybook that you have. Um, And just remember that the dad from my big fat Greek writing, his name is Gus. Yes, Gus. Um, So yeah, let me know if you guys have any questions. Just DM me on my Instagram at the playful psychologist and I will chat to you guys next time. See you later.